this is a hard lesson that a lot of Americans had to learn is, is that trucking hits every aspect of yes. the U.S. economy. Um, if, if, if trucks aren't moving, the economy shuts down. Um, and thankfully, our, our, our truck drivers all across this nation, about 3.6 million of them, did heroic work over the I mean, they always do heroic work, yes. but, but people actually finally started to see that and see how important trucking is. And then, I, you know, I guess in terms of what you do, have you seen an increased interest in people trying to enter this field? Uh, you know, I'm going to be completely honest, Zach. I think as an industry, we need to do a lot better job of getting the message out there because there are, you know, the blue collar industry is everybody knows they're the backbone of our economy. Everybody knows that nothing is done unless it starts. Like I get it, you know, from a white collar perspective, the financing and everything comes first, but the first brick is laid by the blue collar industry and the last light bulb is installed by the blue collar industry before stuff goes to market. And they don't get the attention they deserve. I'm a big no. sports guy. So I always say it like this, the blue collar industry is the offensive line in football. They take a ton of beating, get none of the recognition, but the people who are out there, the decision makers, they know who the real, uh, the real hard workers are in this country. And it's like, I mean, I'm blue collar to the core, man. At the end of the day, everybody I know, all the people that I like, they're all in the blue collar industry. And the thing is, is it's like, People don't realize how much money you can actually make yes. doing this. You can be an electrician and be a multimillionaire, you yes. know? Absolutely. These are – one of the big things is we need to even change the way we refer to them. They're not jobs. They're careers. Correct. They're they entrepreneurs. Do. They're business owners. They're exactly. all Exactly. And you, you build a great lifestyle for yourself, for your family. You get to have such a level of freedom. And another big thing is you're not saddled with debt. I mean, you know, to, to leave a four-year uh, college right now, even, pub, even even state schools you're in debt and private schools, forget about yeah. it. You're, nev you're never getting out from under that. It's Yeah, it's, it's an extremely uh, uphill battle. I mean, I know that because I had to do the, you know, and I went to a state school. Like, I didn't go to a private school. I couldn't afford it. I had to go the tech school route. I went the two-year uh, two trade school. I got my associates in management, and then I went to a state school and got my bachelor's degree in management. And there's a lot of people out there. And like, that's what I loved about doing the two-year school is all of my instructors were in the business world. They were all active in it. This was like their way of giving back yes. to that blue-collar community. And I think that, you know, from a driver's perspective, though, and this is one thing that I stress to everybody who I speak to, if you want to curb this driver shortage or whatever you want to call it, there's been, a, to be honest with you, Zach, there's been a driver shortage every year that I've been in this industry. I know. But we need to stop thinking of the driver as what we did back in the 70s and 80s when my dad was driving. We mm -hmm. need to now, like these 21 to 25-year-olds, what do they like? How do we market that to them? The, 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 the sleepers and trucks now have every capability of a New York City. I mean, you live in New York City. They have more capabilities than a New York City apartment, for, <laughs> for God's sakes. You know? Oh, with, without a doubt. In fact, I might have to upgrade to a sleeper because having, you know <laughs> – been living in this apartment, you know, spending all my days in this apartment the last year. It's uh, it's a bit rough. I think it might be time for a change of scenery. Yeah, that's exactly it, Zach. So it's like we need to do that as an industry. We need to market to that uh, demographic of, of people because, like, there are plenty of 21 to 25-year-olds. And I think if 2020 taught us anything, there are a lot of people who want that, quote-unquote, nomad lifestyle yep, yep. where they don't need to be, you know, they, like they're out there traveling anyways instead of having them drive around in a van – Let's find those individuals 
to drive a truck and let them know like, hey, you can you can be your social media influencer from the cab of your truck and you can be you can explore the world, not the world, but the continental United States. Yep. You and and you're making great money. Correct. Doing what you love. I mean, that's one of the things people people love um, to say, you know, like, oh, well, if money didn't matter, I'd be a travel writer. You know, what a great job a travel writer would be. And to your point, you know, Instagram influencers, it's like, well, cool thing about trucking, you could actually do that and get paid more than you could possibly imagine yes. to, to serve this necessary function for the U.S. economy and, and live your, your glorious lifestyle. It's, it's yeah. a win for everybody. And that's exactly it is because especially in our space, you know, like the term influencer is new to trucking. So it's like there is such a market share for some group of individuals who want to come in and establish themselves as an influencer, whatever you want to call them, to put content out there and document that. And that is what's going to attract these younger demographic of individuals into our space. And not just on the driver's side, you know, you could say even on the warehousing side, mm -hmm. the broker sides, that we need to do a better job to attract more talent in here. And why not document it? Like that's one of my biggest things is I post constant content all the time on the reality of transportation. And I want to have, like my whole thing is, is I just want that real side of freight. I don't want the the corporate message being put out there, how it's easy. No, it's not easy. It's and not I easy. It at all. And that's the reality piece that I bring to the table in it. And like, still, I still say this all the time, Zach, there is such a need for more content. We need more content because social media is not the future. It's the reality and it's only going to expand. So why not take advantage of that? Up to the digital world. I agree. And that's, you know, that's the thing. It's like, there, obviously there's a lot of exciting tools that are coming to market. There's a lot, I mean, as soon as the VC money starts pouring in, you know, something cool is about to happen. And that, you know, that's where we're at is we're like three years into that. Cause it was about 17, 2017 is when the VC money really started pumping into freight. And now yeah. the tools that are being rolled out now are a couple of years in the making. And now it's only going to improve. And it's like, what's crazy to me is the pushback that you receive in this industry from a technology standpoint. Like we all live on our cell phone 24 seven. Like I could go on Amazon right now and have a book delivered to me in two hours, but I don't want to have my, my electronic BOL a thing. You know what I mean? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, 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 and every time um, you come up with some sort of some new uh, piece of technology, be it for safety, be it for efficiency, whatever it is, there's always that initial push. It's just like, yeah. it's just so reactive instead of being proactive. And it's just like, the time is here to be proactive. We need it we, now. Yeah, we do. Because there's so many, it's like, there's, it's almost like there's a perfect storm brewing.